I told you that there was one thing that you could use to change your life every day, like could change every day of your life. Like this one thing, one thing, one thing that you actually have full control over. Think about it. How, how cool would that be if like every day you could have something, use something or do something that would change your everyday life. Um, one thing, it has the power though. There's a powerful thing and it has the power to give life and it has the power to give death. It also can free you, keep you free or it can punish you. It also can escalate fear or increase your faith. This one thing has that power. This one thing also has the power to cause you to fight and quarrel and be upset or it has the power to propel you into unity and harmony. If I told you that, would you believe me? Who believes me that there's one thing? One thing. Okay. Does anybody want to uh, give a shout out to what they think? You can just say it. What is it? Okay. I hear tongue. I hear words, mind, Bible, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Your heart. Okay. Those are all awesome answers. What I want to talk to you tonight Somebody said it is your words. We're going to talk about our words. Yeah, go Debbie. Okay. We're going to talk about our words tonight. And um, this is something, uh, this topic, this tool is something that a two-year-old, one-and-a-half-year-old can use all the way up to uh, someone who's 120. Like, we can all use this. This is for everyone. And so, you know, whenever I, I'm so excited to have our middle schoolers and our high schools joining us tonight, let's give them a hand and welcome them. Middle schoolers, high schoolers, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad y'all decided to come. This is for you too. This is, this is for everyone. When I know y'all are going to join us, I know that some of y'all are here, but in here, when I know that y'all are going to join us, I pray and ask God, I'm like, God, give me something from, for a sixth grader all the way up to a, a hundred year old woman. Like we want to hear from you. And so I believe this is, this is what the Lord has given me for us. Last year, we saw the power of words. Last year, the year 2020, has a kind of a weird, you know, you like say it and you're like, you know, 2020 is just, ugh. Um, for some, for some. But last year we saw the power that words have. And so tonight um, I want to talk to you about a word. I want to give you a word on words. If you're taking note, that's the title. A word on words. A couple months ago, I was, I'd been thinking about this because when I am reading uh, Facebook or Instagram, but mainly in Facebook, I see craziness. I see one person post something and five million respond and they all start fighting. Has, am I the only one or have y'all seen that too, right? Somebody posts a little innocent thought like, hey, you know, whatever, I dyed my hair today. <laughs> and and then somebody has something to say about it, and then they start fighting. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy. And then someone speaks something over the airwaves, and it brings fear or frustration. Have y'all seen that, too, in the year 2020? And so I, it was like, golly, if people could just keep their mouth shut. Like, really? I mean, I know you all have thought that, so, you know, I know we all thought that. Like, man, just, sister. You know? 
Anyway, with that in, in mind and just pray, really praying over that, praying over people's tongues and the things that people keep saying that keep creating all this craziness, uh, as I was praying about it, I actually heard a message talking about the words you use. And while I was listening to this message, it was like the Lord dropped on me like, my daughters need to hear this. This is a word for my daughters. And at the time, I don't, I don't know if this was planned or not, but I just remember thinking like next event, this is what we're going to talk about. So it's been stewing for a couple months, but I'm going to keep it simple and short. There's so much we could say about words because they're so powerful, but we're going to keep it short and sweet. So hopefully you can retain it and remember it. You know, every day we watch, read, listen, and speak words, but we are often unaware of the power that they have. And in choosing a scripture to talk about this, there were so many. And I encourage you to go look in your Bible and read the word when it talks about your tongue and when it talks about words. Those two go hand in hand. And so tonight I would like for you to just pause and and think about the words that come out of your mouth. Okay, not your sister's mouth, not your friend's mouth, not your husband's mouth, not your daughter's mouth. What words are coming out of your mouth? Think just just you tonight. We're going to self-check tonight. And this was hard for me because I realized like how much pointless things that I say. I realized negative things that I say since, of course, I'm preparing for this. And I've done a lot of repenting. <laughs> And a lot of praying, like, oh, God, I'm so sorry I said this or all that. And so I'm hoping that tonight this will, this word will draw you to self-evaluate and then like, okay, what have I been talking about? What have I been saying? So in Matthew 12, 35 through 37, it says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for, this is the part that I want to really hone in on, for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit or acquit you or condemn you. Idle means pointless. So, and acquit means free, to free someone. Condemn means to disapprove or punish. So, if we read it again, it really would say, it makes it better to understand. You must give an account on judgment day for every pointless word that you speak. The word you say will either free you or punish you. And that is a, a deep, like, ugh, it's a gut check. It's like, wow. But that's okay if you feel kind of like, ugh, right now, because we're going to talk about how to change that. I'm just giving you the hope right now because, you know, God is all about hope. And I don't want you to sit here like feeling terrible, like my words are bad. No, it's okay. We're going to fix it. Um, you know, a day will come when we do have to give accountable for our words. And that is a truth that we need to know. What you say today, what you say tomorrow, you will have to give an account on those words. There's two types of words we're going to talk about tonight. And it's the words we speak in, and I'll explain that, and the words we speak out. So the words we speak in and the words we speak out. First, the words we speak in, we're going to talk about that. That's words we speak, okay, listen, to ourselves. That's the words that when no one's around you, 
Or you're in your car? Or you're looking in the mirror? Or you pick up your phone to look at a maybe a picture you took of yourself? Or maybe a picture of someone else? That's the word you speak to you. I am not good enough are sometimes the words. Sometimes the words are, I'm gorgeous. Sometimes the words are, I hate my life. And sometimes the words are, I am blessed. I have a blessed life. The other words we speak in is words about ourselves when I'm talking to you. When I'm talking to Tanya and I'm like, oh, I don't look as good in my Thrive shirt as you look in yours. You see what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that's, that's an example of words we're, ta- we're talking about ourselves to others. Oh, I'm stupid. I, I made an F. Or, you know, oh my gosh, you should have heard what I said. I, I, I was so stupid. I said something. You know, like those are words when we're talking to others about us. And then the third thing is one thing that I think we could really learn the most is about our situations in life. I hate my job. My boss, well, never mind. I'm not going to say that. But like, you know, I hate my job. My house is too small. My car's too old. These clothes are too ratty, you know? Or it could be like, I am so blessed to live in Scott, the great town. I love my town. I love my church. I love the serve team. I love the serve team. But that's not about me. That's about my situation. But my situation is I'm surrounded by the serve team tonight. And I'm so thankful for the serve team. I'm so thankful to be in a church with such a great serve team. So words we speak to ourselves in Proverbs, uh, to ourselves about ourselves and about our situations. If you're sick. If someone has a sickness, I heard a story of a pastor who was dealing with a sickness where I think it was like three months where he couldn't, he could barely get up and go to, you know, go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen. And he found a scripture in Psalms and I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But it was thanking the Lord for his healing. For three months, he said, I thank you, Lord, that I am healed. His body did not look healed. Now he had what sometimes we think the right to sit there and complain about his situation. He could have sat there and complained about his body because it was sick and he couldn't get up and go minister, but he didn't. He sat there and he spoke about his situation and he spoke over himself. Proverbs 10, 11 says the words of the godly are a life giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. So I was like, what's violent? What does that mean? The words of the wicked, um, conceal violent intentions, violent. And I want y'all to listen to this because I, I see how loosely words are used. And so Violent is intentions to hurt or damage. So if you speak damage over yourself, if you speak hurt over yourself, something that's painful, and you just keep confessing it and keep saying it, that's violent. And we we ought not do that, obviously. So think about it. Self-check, okay? Everybody look at yourself. Think of yourself. When it comes to speaking about you, And your situation, which category do you fall in? Let's be honest with yourself. Are you speaking uh, violence? Are you speaking damaging, hurtful, rude things to yourself? Are your situation, maybe those of you who are married, maybe your marriage, 
What about your schooling? What about your classes? What about your family? Or are you a life-giving fountain? Do you truly speak about your situation? Do you truly speak about yourself? Do you confess and, and speak good things over you? What is, think about it. Don't tell me, but what is your answer? Where are you at? It's something we need to think about. And here's the truth that I want everyone to, to catch. Everybody catch this. When you speak something, you're confirming it. So when that pastor was speaking health over his body, he was lining up with what God said and speaking that about his body. When you are, I mean, it's one thing to say, I hurt my leg. But if you confess that my leg will not get better, it probably won't. You're confirming it. And so we want to, the enemy will want to come in and give a thought that's not ours, but he'll make it in first person. He'll say, I'll never reach that dream. I'll never reach that. So that the enemy whispers that in our ear, and then we say, I'll never attain that dream. And we start speaking it, and every single time we speak it, we confirm it. But the opposite is true. If you have a struggle in life, I will overcome. I will overcome. I know I can overcome. I can do all things. You see what I'm saying? Like there's power both ways. And so I want to encourage you today to take that in, in mind and, and ask yourself, what am I speaking over myself? There was a time in my life where I was, I was all wrong in this. I was totally speaking negative over myself and I, I, and I didn't realize it. I was at a, a gym years ago and I went talk to one of the trainers cause I was wanting to shred a little bit, you know, uh, work on my, tone up my muscles. That's the word. Tone up my muscles, lose, lose a little bit of, lose a little bit of weight. And I went up to this trainer and I didn't really know her except the fact that she taught some classes. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm just curious. And she had a nice fit physique. I mean, she did that for a living. And I was like, what do you eat? Cause I know eating is a big part of it. So like, what do you eat? Like, I mean, like what's your, I know, right. What's your protein? What's your, how much water do you drink? I know that's important too. Like, what do you do? And she was like, she stared at me for a second and she said, have you ever heard of the IMs? And I'm like, and some of you may have heard the story. And I'm like, like, is that a supplement? Like, I've never, I don't, I don't know. Or, or maybe it's a brand of like gluten-free food. I really wasn't sure. And so I was like, the IMs? I was like, no, I, I haven't. And she was like, okay, well, when you go home today, I want you to Google the I am spelled uh, capital I space A M, and I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Like, wait, I know what she's doing. And I was like, what? You, why? Why do you want me to Google that? And she was like, well, because I see some. She, she was like, because I see that you could you could use that in your life where you can confess those things over yourself to have a better view of yourself. Like, wait, hold on a minute, because like, um. I teach youth girls who they are in Christ. Now, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking this, like, who is she? She's a trainer. Come to find out, like, she's this awesome Christian. But I didn't know, and I'm like, I know what the, I, I know who I am. And I was so aggravated, so I ran over to my, I was going to my, a good friend of mine's house afterwards. And I got to her house, I'm like, you will never believe what just happened to me. I am insulted. And she was like, well, what? And I was like, this trainer and I tell her the story and she was, she just kind of looked at me 
I'm like, why are you, why are you looking at me like this? And she's like, well, she's right. And I was like, well, no, she's not. Like, she is not right. I am, I have confidence in God and who's created me to be. I teach people about this, you know? And she was like, but you're hard on yourself. Like, you say negative things about yourself. And I'm like, no, I don't. So I go home and I'm like, Brandon, you will not believe what these ladies are trying to tell me. And I tell him and he's like, babe, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> and he's like, no. He's like, no, but you are hard on yourself. You talk negative about yourself a lot. And I was like, who are you? Like, why are y'all all telling me this? And then I decided to go to the Lord. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, that was going on. I was really, I was really hard on myself and I didn't know. But I realized what happened. What happened was, is I was in a season of tiredness, you know, Anybody ever been in a season where you're tired? <laughs> yes. Hannah knows. Um, and where you're, I was so, I was feeling very tired. So what I was feeling, I was speaking. I'm so tired. I don't have energy. I'll never, re, you know, I'll never get in shape, blah, blah, blah. Well, I kept speaking that so much that I really started to believe it. And then once I started to believe it, I started to become it. And that is what I want us to grasp today. We cannot just speak our feelings. Our feelings are a good indicator of where they are, but they do not have the final say. But if we choose to continue to speak those negative feelings over ourselves, eventually we will believe what we're speaking. We will be confessing and confirming what we're speaking, and then we'll become that. And so the things that helped me was finding out God's truth about me, which we'll talk a little bit about in a second, and realize the damage, I'm going to say it again, realizing the damage that I was doing to myself. And it wasn't just damaging me. It was damaging and affecting all the people around me. Because when we speak words that are negative, even if it's just about me, it's going to affect you who is around me. And we have to remember that. In the Gospels, Jesus says this one sentence that when I heard it, it really changed my perspective and made me realize what I was doing to myself. And I'd like to share that with you. It's one little statement that he said in the midst of talking about, he was talking about warfare and, and battle, but he said in Mark 3.25, he said, if a house is divide, not warfare and battle. Okay, let me be a little bit more clear. He was talking about people were trying to say that he, Jesus had a demon, but he's like, hey, I cast out demons. That can't happen. You know, that story. And then he said, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. So what that tells us, that's a truth. And what it tells us if I, if I am divided against myself, how can I succeed? If you are divided against yourself, how can you succeed? How can you stand up in confidence if you keep going back and forth, if you're divided? If we're loving ourselves one day and saying like, oh, I feel good. I'm healthy. I feel great. I got energy. I'm, I, I look pretty today. I'm thankful for the color eyes and the body shape that God gave me. I'm so thankful for the house that I live in. And then the next day we're like, oh my gosh, I hate my house. I hate my school. I hate my eyes. Um, 
I hate my body. I hate my knees. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, how are we supposed to walk in confidence if we're, if we're divided? And that's, and, and the truth of that scripture became real to me. And I realized the damage that I was doing to myself. If deep down inside, we truly want our situation to get better. If we want our grades to get better at school, if we want a better relationship with a friend, if we want a better relationship with a parent or a, a sibling or a child or our husband, and we are constantly talking negative about all of those situations, it won't get better. We are just going to continue to speak those things. And when we speak negative about it, it just leads us deeper into discouragement and despair. So what's your life situation right now? Some of you are like, oh, man, it is good. I am good. I am speaking good. Great. You could pray for the others in here that aren't. But, like, is it school? I know I have students in there. Is it friends? I mean, come on. We all, we've all been, a, not all of us, but a lot of us in here have been in middle school and high school. We know friendships can be tough. We know it can be awkward. What's your situation? Is it a job situation? Is it a kid situation? What's your situation? And what are you saying about your situation? So the second thing I wanted to talk about was the words we speak out. That is the words we speak to others. And I did get a little ahead of myself earlier and gave a couple examples because it's just all in there. But the words we speak to others, like me to you, the words we speak about others, like what I'm saying about them or her or him. And listen, the things we write on Facebook and Instagram and our um, blogs and in books, like if those of you who are writers, what I got the revelation that the, okay, so God wanted to talk to us, right? Right? God wanted to speak to us. So what was a big thing that he uses to speak to us? The Bible full of written words. So when we write things, we can't assume like, oh, I'm not actually speaking it. I'm just writing it. No, words written down have power too. And so tonight, that is part of what I want to talk about. Now, have you ever been around to think real quick, think of someone who makes you feel refreshed. I've thought about it and there's a ton of people, ladies, and even um, teenagers in this room that uh, when I know I'm about to see them, I get excited. I know that I'm going to be refreshed. Most of the time there's a hug involved, but that's not all. That's not all why I get excited to hang around people. Think about who do you like to be around and how are the words? How are the words that they speak? What words come out of their mouth? Is it, you wouldn't really want to hang out around with someone that all the time their words were mean and ugly and they cr and critical, right? I mean, not many people, maybe a few. But also think about that class you don't want to go into, right? That job you don't want to go to. Maybe that boss has ugly words. Maybe that teacher has ugly words, says ugly words. Maybe they're, maybe they're just saying mean things. What about that home? <laughs> There's always people that you're around that you really would want to rather, you'd rather scrub a toilet than go be around them because the words that always come out of their mouth are rude. They're mean. They're negative. They're always whining. They're always complaining. Am I the only person that knows someone like that? No. 
But just think about it. So now think about you. Where am I? <laughs> am I the person that people come around and get excited? Like, oh, I can't wait to hang around Cassie. Arthur, like, wait, Cassie's coming over? I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I hope I'm the first. And I hope you are too. Remember, in Proverbs 10, 11, I mentioned the scripture earlier. It says, the words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. But the words of the wicked conceal violent, which is damaging intention. So think again. I asked you, what do you, what do you, what words do you speak over yourself? Now let's talk about what words do we speak to others about others are that we write for others to see. Self-check. Ask yourself that. You know, I thought about this. If I, if you come to my house, I usually like to serve you some coffee or something to drink. Maybe put a couple snacks, whatever I have. I remember one time Tanya was coming over and I was like, oh my gosh, I have nothing. So I like mixed some nuts and grabbed a couple bars and I like wanted her to have something if she wanted anything. And she was like, oh, I'll take tea. And then we started talking and she never got an opportunity to have anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, you know, I was trying to offer, you know, I like, I know, right? It was sad. I'll, we'll do it again. <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so what if you're serving somebody some lemonade? Okay, lemonade representing a big pitcher of lemonade, which sounds delicious right now. But a big pitcher of lemonade is your words, sweet words, right? Some good old lemonade, refreshing. But what if you just take a little bit of dirt and throw it in there? Stir it up. What, do you really want to serve that to people? Do you want to serve that to your friends? Do you want to, you, you know what I'm saying? So we got to think about it like, I can say kind things to you, but man, if I just come in and throw a little bit of that dirt in that lemonade, it's not too appealing and appetizing. Now, Cassie, are we supposed to be perfect with our words? No, but we got to be the type of people that if I say something about you, I need to go apologize to you. If I said something to to her, about you, I need to go apologize to her because I shouldn't have been talking about my sister like that, right? If I put something on the airways or the Facebook or Instagram and I realize that it was dumb and foolish and rude, I can go back and I could say, hey, sorry about that. I was having a moment, right? We can make these things right, especially when it has, when it comes to other people. And I've seen over the past year people good Good, respectable, honorable people lose their witness and credibility. I've seen people gain enemies. I've seen people bring pain and division to others and spread fear because of their words. I've also seen people hold on to hope, stand firm with courage, seek to understand how others are feeling, and pray like they've never prayed before because of how they chose to use their words. The choice is ours, ladies. The choice is ours. It's in our control. We have the power. That's a power that no one can take from us. We have the power of choosing how we are going to use our words. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, don't use foul or abusive language. Someone needs to let that settle in right now. I really believe when I read that, I, 
foul and abusive language. I felt like that was something that was going to settle on, settle on some ladies tonight. Cause we may never hit someone, slap someone, push someone, kick someone, but boy, our words are going to tear them to shreds. And we need to let that sink in. It says, let everything you say be good and helpful. Now let's pause. Just because it's good and helpful doesn't mean it has to be like, hi. It doesn't always have to sound sweet and kind. I thought it did for years, years of my life. April's laughing. She knows what I'm talking about. So when someone tried to come and tell me something that really was good for me, but it wasn't in a sweet, like I'm talking sweet, I need you to be sweet to me voice, it was rude. And I was offended. And I didn't want to hear it. Like, no, you need, no, stop. You need to go back. And you need to come, you can say the same exact thing, but you got to be sweet to me. Okay, just because it's good and helpful and encouraging, it doesn't mean it's always like, oh, sweet, you know. So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear. Brandon will tell you, hey, I need to encourage you. And I'm like, oh, gosh. He's very firm on the way he encourages, like his, his, his voice. And then he'll look at me and he'll be like, okay. And he'll, you know, he'll try to shake it off. But encouragement isn't always like light and fluffy butterflies, unicorns, and glitter. It's not. So I'll read that again. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear. Encouragement means to give someone support, confidence, or hope. Sometimes when you're supporting someone, you have to use, you have to be a little firm with that support, you know? If I'm going to carry someone and support them, I got to be firm, right? To like help them. Well, the same thing with words sometimes, you know. But the two things, the words we speak in, the words we speak out, some of us are like, okay, I am not doing good. Ask yourself now, how am I doing with the words I speak in? How am I doing with the words I speak out? If you're like, man, I'm really not doing that good. I'm going to give you some how-tos to help you. If you're like, I am rocking this, then go ahead and listen up because I'm sure within the next week you'll have the opportunity to either help someone or you'll be tempted to let those words, you know, sink. And so the first thing, the first thing is only say what the Father says. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Father God, creator of heaven and earth, only say what he says. John 12, 49, 50 says, for I did, this is Jesus talking, for I did not speak on my own, but the father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the father told me to say. Y'all listen, if Jesus who was perfect only said what the Father said. Who are we to think that we should say something different? We need to say what the Father says. If God, listen, there's like a couple minutes left of this, and I really want everyone in here to catch the, the rest of this. If God did not say it about you, then you don't say it about you. I hear labels all the time of man-made labels. Oh, I'm a trendsetter. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a goddess. Did God call you that? 
No, he never said. Those are not even words that he came up with. He said, you are beloved. You are accepted. You don't have to have the latest nothing, anything to be accepted by God, to be valued by God. And when we know that we wear the label that God has put on us, we don't have to search out for someone else to give us a label. It's his words. So only speak about yourself what God says. I'm not saying you can't have a silly moment or here or there and joke, like, you know, take jokes, you got take, take them lightly. But I'm saying like in the everyday, if God said it about you, you are his workmanship, then that's who you are. And so I encourage you, the only way that you can do that is to find out what does God say about you? How do you find out what God says about you? In his word, in his written word. And guess what? In his presence. What is God's presence? That's spending time with him. That's getting into worship, reading your Bible, praying, God, speak to me. There was a night where I was so discouraged and I felt like the biggest failure because I had royally messed up in something. And I was like, God, I need to know what you say about me because right now I feel like the biggest failure and I feel like the world would be better off without me. But I need a word from you. And he said, you are a conqueror. And I'm telling you, I heard it as clear as day. My eyes were closed. I felt like I saw it written in neon lights, conqueror. And that word took me very far. It got me out of that valley and, and, and started getting me up onto the mountaintops. And I'm just telling you, God has a word for each one of you. When he created you, he did not create you so that you could live out and speak out doom and gloom. God created you for a purpose. He created me for a purpose and he wants to use you, but you got to believe that you are who God says you are. If you don't believe that you are who God says you are, there's no way that he can use you to the fullness of what he created to use. And y'all, we don't have time. We don't have time. Look at our world. Like we got to wake up. We have to awaken to the fact of where our world is now. It's not going back to where it used to be. It is from here on out. And we have the choice to believe and to speak our day-to-day and what's going to happen with ourselves in the future. We have the power to speak life over our situation over our days. We have the power to speak death. We have the power to speak words that will free us and free others. And we have the power to speak words that are going to bind up people, that are going to discourage people, that are going to bring fear to people, and that are going to bring disunity. You know, in verse 50, I'm sorry, in verse 50 it says, I know, Jesus said this about God. Listen to this. I know that his commands lead to eternal life. Okay, soapbox here. No one in your life, no one in my life cares for my eternal salvation like God. God is the creator. And so if he has my eternal life, if he created eternal life for me, and that's his desire for me, why would I believe others over him? Think about it. God has eternal life. God wants you to live forever with him. He loves you so much. So his words should trump 
everyone else's. When we are representing Christ, and this is, listen, we have to think twice about what we write and what we speak. And of course, I'm speaking about Facebook, Instagram. Now, I'm not calling anybody out in here. So if you're like, oh, my gosh, she's talking about me. I don't remember. So pff, I don't remember. So I just know that people write stuff that ruin your witness. I'm just going to be straight up and honest because I believe the church needs to hear. Don't ruin your witness with the words that you write on Facebook or Instagram or your blogs. Come on. We don't have time for that. We don't have time to waste with all these pointless idle words that only bring fear, discouragement, and disunity. Let's change that. We have the power. You have the power to change it. And so let's do that. Only say what the Father says. All right? Wednesday night at church, two Wednesdays ago, I think. Yeah, when Brother Rob ministered, um, I'm, he had a, a vision. He was praying in this room over here, and he had a vision. And the, the coolest thing was is he had no clue what I was going to be speaking on, but the Holy Spirit knew. And I'm going to try to just kind of uh, overview it. I may not get it all together right, but it'll be like somewhere in the ballpark to make the point. Um, okay, so the, the vision that he got was Brandon and I were in this field, me, like Cassie, Cassie and Brandon, not Brandon and Brother Rob. Um, me and Brandon, my husband, were in a field, and um, we were, there was a crowd, and the crowd was walking away from us, and we were trying to call the crowd to come back. And they weren't listening. They kept walking. And, and I think we were discouraged in, in that moment. They couldn't really hear us. Our voices wouldn't project enough for them to hear us, to listen, to come back. Um, and then all of a sudden, listen to this. The church arose out of the field around us and started using their voice to minister to the people who were walking away. And they started turning around and coming back. And that is a word for our church. Yeah, for you could take it and bring it to your church too. But Brother Rob had that word. And I believe with everything inside of me that this is the time. No matter if you're 11, no matter if you're 50, 12, 72, 103, it doesn't matter your age. Now is the time for the church. If you call yourself a Christian, if you say, I am a child of God, it, the time is now to use your voice for him. It, the time is now to use our voice for people who are on a road to hell. It's time for us to get together, come together with unity, all walls down, come together and minister together. And show the love of God together to use our voice together for the glory of God. And it's time to stop letting the enemy hijack our voice. Some of us in here have allowed the enemy to hijack our voice or put a muzzle over it. I've been guilty of the muzzle. I've been guilty of just being quiet. Not really saying much. But God wants us to use our voice for him. So we got to make a decision tonight. 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 I'm not going to let the enemy hijack or muzzle me, hijack my voice or muzzle me anymore. 
The second thing, so the first thing was only speak what God speaks. The second thing is declare the truth. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. We must make it, and, and I'm talking, we got to hear our own selves saying, declaring the truth. I asked the worship team, I asked Nathan, I said, can you have them play some songs that declares God's goodness? Obviously, that declares hope. That's what we fill ourselves with. Declarations, that means to say something and to bring it to exist into existence. And so to keep confessing and confirming We must daily, daily, daily make a decision to declare truth. In Revelations 12, 11, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. If you want to overcome and if you want to see others overcome, I mean, come on. We work with people. We go to school with people. We are surrounded by people, even some sitting in our churches that are living defeated lives. And I know women of God that we want to see them overcome. We want to overcome and we want to see them overcome. And how do we overcome? By the word of our testimony. A testimony goes a long way. So we overcome by the words that we speak out, the words that we write out, and the words that we sing out. Speak out. Let's talk about that. Find scriptures Truths and affirmations that you can speak daily, that you use your mouth, your voice out loud to speak. I am telling you, if you do that for seven days and you don't talk all negative, your your life is going to change. It might not go like, woo, right away, but it will change. You will move forward. The other thing is write it out. Look, if you're a social media person, flood it with truth. Make a decision that you're going to use it. Not that it always has to have scripture, but put some good God truth in there. Put your testimony in there. Give a 30 second, one minute testimony of something God did for you and put it in your, put it in your feed. See what happens. Also write it out and put it around your house. I want to encourage everyone here, everyone all ages, all ages this weekend. Go home and find an affirmation like I am loved or a scripture that's encouraging. Write it down and put it somewhere in your house. Just one. You, you could do 20 if you want. But let's just, let's just challenge you to do write out one scripture or affirmation and put it up somewhere in your house. And then let me know about it because I, I want to know. And sing it out. So speak it out. Write it out. Sing it out. Find songs. That's the easiest way. Sometimes I'm feeling lazy. And like, I don't want to really have to think. So like I put on music that declares the word of God, that declares God's truth, who God is. I put that on and I sing it and I yell it. Everything we sang up here, my hope is in you. If you're feeling hopeless, find a song that talks about your hope being in him. If you need victory because you're feeling defeated, find a song that sings, that talks about his victory in Jesus. The last thing I want to talk about, I'm closing here so you can prepare yourself to know that I'm almost done. I know some of you are tired, and that's okay. Okay, so the last thing is the greatest words 
that you can speak. And if you have heard nothing else that I'm, that I've said tonight, if you've been zoned out, if you're bored, if you're hungry, if your stomach's upset, if you really just want some coffee from Jet or anything like that, that, if you heard nothing else I said, this is super duper important. The best, most greatest words that you can ever speak is the words, Lord, I surrender to you. Because there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we have a choice of where we're going to go when we die. God set us up by using his son, Jesus, dying on a cross so that we, if we surrender our hearts and our lives to him, we get to spend forever with him in heaven with love. But all we have to do is choose, choose and speak those words. And so tonight, I think there might be a couple people in here that I want to, I want to encourage you. Tonight, I think there may be people in here, ladies, we're, we're ladies. There's ladies in here who you have never made a decision to say, Jesus, I give you my life and I surrender to you. Maybe you have a friend that brought you here and she talks about Jesus and you know she comes to church and that's cool and all, but you've never made it personal. Tonight, I encourage you to make a decision to surrender your life, your will. What you're saying is, Jesus, I've been trusting in me and others to get me to have success in this life. But no more. Jesus, I'm going to trust you who died on the cross for me. I'm going to trust you with my eternity. And so if that's, if that's you, if you're like, I need to trust Jesus, I need to say, I surrender to you for the first time, we're going to pray a prayer together. But also, there's, I know there's others in here who you at one time, you were like, oh, Jesus, I love you. You got saved. You were serving the Lord. And now you're kind of not. And you're like, man, you're sitting here and you're like, I really want to surrender my life again because I've, I've come away from that life that I was living. And I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to encourage you ladies to do that. We're going to say a prayer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have you repeat after me. And we're going to say a simple prayer to Jesus of surrendering our hearts to where we know like, hey, Jesus, I'm yours. I'm not going to live my life just for me, all about me anymore. But no, Lord, it's going to be about you. So go ahead. I would like all the sisters in the house to pray that. If you're like, oh, I'm saved. I'm loving Jesus, living for God. Couldn't be happier. Pray with us. Let's just do it together. We're a sisterhood, right? All right. So just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for loving me. I choose tonight to surrender my life, my choices, my decisions, and my hopes to you. I ask that you forgive me for every sin. Wash me clean and help me to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
If you prayed that prayer for the first time ever, we want to know. Uh, after the service tonight, come find me. I, I would love to talk to you, Pastor Dixie, Miss Tanya, one of us in a Thrive shirt. Or if you know somebody's a leader here, come tell us like, hey, I gave my life to Jesus for the first time. I surrendered my life to him. Or if you're like, I rededicated my life. We want to know. We want to know. We, 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 we want to celebrate with you because it's, it's awesome. It's so awesome when we decide that we want to live for the Lord. So without further ado, um, I'm going to pray and then we, we are going to move on to our giveaways. But Father, I just thank you for all these ladies and I seal this time up, Father God. Lord, I thank you for decisions that were made, Lord God, to serve you, to love you, to surrender to you. Father, I pray that you would help each one of us with our words, Lord God, because our words can help us thrive in life, Father. I pray that as we leave here tonight, Father, that we would make a decision on what kind of words are going to going to come out of our mouths, Father God. Lord, I pray that we would feel the power of the declarations, Father God, in the scriptures and affirmations as we choose to speak truth, your truth, and as we choose to speak your word, Father. I pray that every woman in here, Father God, would have a desire, Father God, to say the words that you say. And we just love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.